Welcome. Uh, as you know, I am not the pastor here. I, just not cool like Tony. Uh, but I am actually very privileged to speak to you guys this morning. Uh, yeah, it's my... I guess, I, I guess there, uh, uh, Tony really wants the elders to, you know, do some work and not just sit around, so that's why we're doing this here. And um, so, uh, so actually, this morning, I, I am very privileged because my mom is here. Yeah. And, 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 and the whole thing is, you know, I don't think I... I, I wouldn't expect me to stand up here. My dad was a pastor. Uh, my grandfather was also a pastor. Uh, and, and he was the first believer in the family. But I, I think somewhere along the lines to my generation, we kind of lost it. And, you know, there is no pastors in my generation at all, okay? So, you know, but there's still hope, Okay. Uh, but, uh, you know, for the, the next generation, not this generation anymore, okay? It's the, the next generation. So I am uh, very blessed that Tony asked me to come and speak on this topic. And uh, today we're going to talk about discipleship, okay? And I don't know why Tony asked me to speak on this one. Um, you know, as you know, my, um, I don't know if you know this, but my, my two uh, salt person is uh, Jason and, um, oh God, what is his name here? <laughs> yeah, he stands for Henry, but he, <laughs> I know he's got another name, but I can't remember it right now. Oh, okay. And, and uh, you know, between those two, you know which one I have to spend the most time with, right? <laughs> okay, and Tony, he's actually one of them. He just doesn't know it. But, but yeah. It's been a fun time between those two because, you know, one, they're very different. And it's actually, you would think that, you know, I have a lot to impart to them. But in some ways, you know, they help me. It's actually, they have molded me over the years. Home, you know, learning about patience, learning about love and grace, right? And Jason, it's, you know, very much about, hey, you know, we got to do this. We are on our way. Let's make it, um, you know, organized and everything like that. So, you know, that's the whole part about discipleship. It's not so much about what you do for other people, and it's not about taking a class and all of that, but it's truly about changing and transforming you, okay? And as much as that you feel like, oh, you're discipling someone, it's actually, you know, you who are being discipled, you know, if you open yourself up to it. So, uh, the slide, please, uh, somewhere. So, so, so my, my, uh, my, my topic today is discipleship, but one of the, um, the line that really has changed me over the year, and it's really um, you know, a fact, the way that I think about discipleship is this quote from a guy named Dallas Willard. And he said, discipleship is a long obedience in the right direction. Okay? Think about that. It's a long obedience. Okay? But also in the right direction. And, and, and that's what I want to think about today for us to go through that and why it's like that. And the verse that I'm basing today 
uh, verses is in 1 John 2, uh, 3 through 6. I'm going to just quickly briefly read it for you guys here. And it said, We know that we have to come to know him if we keep his commands. Whoever says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar, and the truth is not in that person. But if anyone obeys his word, love for God is truly made complete in them. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much that you have brought us here, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you have allowed us, Lord, to know you and allow us, Lord, to truly know what it's like to be in you, Lord. So may we open our hearts, may we open our eyes, may we open our ears, Lord, to what you have to say, in all the things that we do and think and all the things, Lord, that you have placed in our lives, may it be the most priority and our most heart love felt is that we follow you in all the things that you say. In Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, so what is discipleship? Okay. Uh, it's, it's not a class. Okay, you know, there are discipleship class, but it's not a class. Um, and I was trying to think, you know, what is most similarly like? And I, I think, you know, the one thing that I, I um, kind of remember is, uh, or I've been affected is, you know, with you guys is that a lot of you guys are getting married. Okay, seems like there's a lot of marriage going on and a lot of people, you know, wanting to, you know, fall in love and, you know, be uh, together for life. Okay, that's that's what right, you know, together for life. And, and in some ways, you know, discipleship is like that, but, you know, not quite. And, and I think, you know, you guys want to get married. Okay, you know what that's like. And uh, you you. Um, uh, you go to premarital counseling, and, you know, that takes over some time, and you get a nice dinner, and everybody's happy, and Tony's happy, and then you prepare for that day, right? And you get married, and you are now married, okay? And the part that I'm going to ask you guys is, what do you do after marriage? <laughs> you know, what's the plan, <laughs> What are you supposed to do, you know, after you have come to this union and that you have, uh, you know, stand before God and people and now, you know, you have made this commitment for life and, you know, uh, uh, you know, for peanut butter and jelly and oatmeal and water and all of that stuff, right? You know, forever. It's, it's complimentary. You guys are going to be together, but... What's going to happen afterward here? I don't know. Do you guys think about it? What's going to happen after marriage? What are you going to do? Uh, okay, we'll live together, and then, you know, we'll do that little thing, finally, without guilt or whatever. And, uh, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll uh, I don't know, right? What do you guys think? What do you do after that? And, and, and so I, I think, you know, discipleship is in such a way. 
you know, this is the process in which, you know, you kind of know what to do and what it is after you have accepted Christ and after you belong to him, okay? The process of growing, you know, after you have committed your life to Christ is discipleship, okay? That's what you're doing. So it's the process of becoming like Jesus. It's the process of shaping your life in such a way that you mirror him, okay? So nobody's here is perfect, and so that's why it's a process and not a class, because you can't become more like Christ after a class, okay? You know about it, but you're not doing it yet. And it's about doing and thinking the same way that Christ would do. And then more than that, though, this is the part where it's kind of strange, is that you become more of who you are you know, by becoming a disciple. It's not that you change into something that you are not, but it's actually you become truly who God wants you to be. And and that's the strange part is like, um, who would think of, you know, I don't think my mom would ever think that I'm standing up here and teaching here. You know, my wife, eh, who knows? My kids, they, 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 they don't, they love me, but I'm not sure <laughs> if this is where they want to be, right? Who knew? Who knew? I was an engineer. Who knew, right? Never thought about these things. And that's the part of discipleship. It's like it's actually shaping you into something that you are, that more of you and more of God wants you to be, Okay? Um, it's, it's, it's like, it's a long process and things like that, but it's training, not just in your spiritual life. I think that's the part where we think of is like in, uh, in discipleship, it's about, you know, oh, learning to read the Bible and, you know, formal, you know, and, um, uh, learning about, uh, you know, memorizing the Bible. It's all true right? That's a process of it. But it's actually in discipleship, it's about every part of your life. You know, like, like for a home, you know, it's a lot of it of his life. You know, it's, it's the spiritual part is good, but man, his life. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and that's, I hope, that when we're doing, you know, discipleship, it's not just about learning, you know, verses and working through, you know, but it's about changing your life because that's what God wants you to be is the totality of him, not just about knowing him. Uh, so in Romans 28, 28, it said like, you know, being more like him, be in his image, and that's mean his character, his grace, and, you know, his love and mercy, okay? And in marriage, is the same way. It's learning to be more of a couple, it's, it's about losing a part of yourself, learning to be more like, hey, you know, what would my wife, my husband would like for me to be rather than this is who I am and they must accept it. Uh, so, so how does that happen? How does this process of um, discipleship happen? 
And it's a very simple answer, but it's a very hard way of doing things. And it's through obedience. That's the only way, okay? Obedience. And obedience to what? Well, obedience to what God has to say about what your life is and what it means. And obedience about what God, you know, has to say about how you treat other people. Okay, it's it's more, it's not just about memorizing a verse, but it's more about, you know, what does God have to say about what your career is going to be? You know, what, what, what are you going to say to your friends? How are you going to treat the people who are mean to you? You know, what is it like you know, so that way it truly reflects God when you're doing it, okay? That's the part about obedience. You, you got to lose a part of you, okay? That's, that's in marriage. That's what you have to kind of lose, a part of yourself. Because you know what? If your marriage is all about you, then you're not a couple anymore, you're just a person who is, uh, you know, in charge of the marriage. But in truly, in becoming one, you actually have to lose a lot of you, and you have to actually, you know, want to be clean and to clean up your mess and be okay with it. That's the fun part. It's like in the old days, <clears throat> I don't make my bed. I enjoy just you know, laying in a messy bed. There's just, you know, it's going to be sleeping the same way next day, so why, why make it up, okay? There isn't a sense to it. I, I, don't, I don't get it, you know? And, and it's the same way with, I, I feel about my, my underwear. It's, it doesn't have to be nice and neat, okay? You just kind of pick it out, and it's the same way, okay? That's me. But my wife is not like that. You know, she, she likes her beds to be made. Okay? And, and to me, what does that do? I don't know. I don't know. It just makes her happy. Okay? And uh, that's, the, that's the where I, I, I just want to make her happy. And I, I learned to make the beds. And I, in my mind, it's like, I don't really care, you know. But... Over time, you know, 26 years now, it, it actually, I feel like, oh, it's kind of nice to have a clean bed, <laughs> okay? <laughs> okay. It, it's nice to lay on a bed that is made already, okay? And, and, and the whole part is that just by doing it, you change the way that you think about it, and, and you know, you become something that is much better because... When I'm walking into my bedroom and I see a clean bed, it is nicer, okay, than, you know, seeing a crumble bed sheets and things like that. And when you lay in it, it's nice, okay? But it's by really trusting, you know, my wife and willing to go along with it that I, I'm able to get where I am. And so, you know, in, in John 30, it said, you know, it said that he must increase and I must decrease, okay? And that's the way that it is through life. It's that, you know, it's through obedience. 
when, when you are obeying, you said that I have faith and trust in that person. And when you obeyed God, you said, I have faith that what you're saying is true and that, you know what, I'm willing to go along with it. And just in the little part with your spouse, when you say, hey, you know what, we shouldn't spend the money. I'm saying, yeah, okay, I trust you, okay? When we should go here, when we should teach our kids this, it's like, yeah, you know, I may not believe, you know, fully, but I trust you enough that I'm going to do it, okay? And, and maybe it's the wrong decision, but it's not about the wrong and right, but it's the part about building the faith and trust in the other person, right? Because usually, you know, if you're looking at the short term and you're saying, well, see, you know, you know, if you had just listened to me and study, you'll get that A's. Or if we sent our kids to this preschool, you know, they'll be in first grade at some, you know, whatever. And, and it's like, that's, yeah, that's a short-term goal. But in the long run, though, you're, you're able to see, you know, whenever I put my trust in my wife, I build my wife up or my husband up, and that in the long run, is more beneficial to me than knowing that they are in the right preschool. And it's the same way with God. You know, sometimes we place so much importance on the outcome in the short term. But actually, it's the long term that we're looking at. So, so I have this story. It's, um, it's, uh, it's about, you know, when I was in college. How was it that you know, it made such an impact for me and in my obedience and humility because that's the other part that helps you to be obedient is that when you're humble, okay? So, so in college, I belong to a church. Uh, the pastor of a church is this guy who was a, a, a D1 track runner. He was a long-distance runner, but then he dropped out after a couple of years in college and became a roofer. So, you know, putting up roofs and also um, became a pastor of the church. Never any formal training, uh, never any seminary. At that point, he didn't even have a college degree, okay? But a very passionate guy and a very godly person, okay? So that's who my pastor uh, is, was, and um, it's hard, you know, I have to admit, it was very hard to be down there, you know, having to grow up in a Christian family and knowing all the words and know all the theology and to have to listen to him, okay, and what he has to say, because you always want to feel like, I'm at the, I'm at the, tum, uh, you know, the, the Keller level. I'm, I'm not at this Ray Munich level, okay? Uh, you know, I need someone better than Tony, you know? I'm, you know, I, I need someone who has some stature and some, you know, you know, something more than that, you know? It's hard, okay? But God puts you where you're at, and God truly, you know, knows you and what you need, and, it, and it's not just the word and the, the message, but it's the process of, you know, 
grow in you, and mold in you. So that's Ray, okay, my pastor. And that time, I, I also got some roommates who are from the church. I got three of them. Uh, one of them, my, it's, uh, we, back then we have something called cell group, so it's like a small group. But, so Mark, Mark Gorby is my cell group leader. And so Mark was a quarterback uh, from UVA, uh, was injured, and then so he dropped out and all of that and became a business major. So a jock, okay? Uh, and not the most impressive guy, pretty darn lazy. Lazy, barely gets through, but yet he was my cell group leader, and I'm supposed to listen to him. Another tough call, you know? So here I am, and then Scott Davis was another guy in my cell group, and again, very tough, just a business major, just barely getting by with his grades, and more interest in cars and cats. Okay, not, not just the most, like, you know, sort of like the group that you feel like, here I am, you know, I'm a computer science major, I get minors in things, and I'm going places, and yeah, you know, these guys are supposed to help me in my walk, in my discipleship, in my life, and all of that stuff. Tough, very tough, Okay. But, you know, at some point, you know, I just believe God put you there for a reason, okay, in this group of people, and, um, and you, you need to just obey. You need to say that, yeah, God, you have something for me here, and, you know, your disciples aren't great, but I'm willing to go along and see what happens. And um, I'm telling you that, you know, the fact that I'm telling you this story is how much of an impact, you know, 25 years ago have made on me in discipleship, okay? It's not there, you know, waking up in the morning, drinking coffee and, you know, doing devotion. Uh, yeah, you know, it's not that at all. But it's the idea that you submit and that you're willing to listen to what God is telling you at the moment that is discipleship, okay? And it truly takes humility to have to listen to Tony, okay? <laughs> the guy is smart, the guy is smart, but sometimes, you know, he just doesn't have it, okay? Okay? I'm, I'm <laughs> Well, you know, and, and, and God has put me with him. And I do listen to him. I do respect him. You know, he, if nothing else, he is truly a man of God. He follows after God, and he wants to do what God wants him to do. Okay? And, and, and that's all you can ask because he's not the brightest. <laughs> Okay, but, but God, I'm sorry, guys, you know, this guy's at PhD level, you know, not yet anyway. But God has put you in this place with him, okay? And, and God has put you in a place where he wants you to be. 
And it's your choice, you know, to be willing to obey. So that way something better can come along. Meaning like you, you know, can be a better you. <laughs> okay? So I talk about humility. And, and the second part that is really important when you want to be in obedience is that you have to be in a community. Ha have we uh, do this lesson on uh, teaching on community yet? Okay. So, so why is it important to be in a community? Because it's really tough to have to listen to Tony consistently. You know? And you have to be around people, you know, who is willing to do that and who is saying, yes, it's the right thing to do, right? Otherwise, you know, you want to listen to an home. You know, who, who are you guys? Who are the salt people of an home? You know, no one's here home. <laughs> okay. I, I see all the salt people of Jason, but <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, and, and because you know what, they have their own personality and they have their own ways of doing things. And it's hard, you know, sometimes to have to say, you know, I'm willing to listen to you. But that's why you need a community because it's like, oh, you know, other people are doing it and they see the benefit, and they can encourage you. And when you, they, they don't want to be, you know, with your person who is salting you, and you're saying, like, oh, he's, you know, whatever. And it's like, you know what, though? Actually, it's a good experience for me. And then you realize, oh, maybe I should keep doing this, right? When you're straying away, and you're discouraged, and you don't want to do it because, you know, you're... You know, when you're just falling away and just don't feel it. Because a lot of time, it's like that. You don't feel it. And you have other people to say, well, it's okay. You know, let's keep, let's keep trying doing it. Okay? Because otherwise, when you don't feel it, what do you do? Just walk away. Do your own thing. And that's when you're not being a disciple anymore. Right? You're not a disciple to whoever it is, but you're not a God, you know, a Jesus disciple anymore. You're just doing your own thing, whatever you want to. You know, your own life is your life. Well, that's okay. It's not like most of you guys are pretty smart. You're not going to go, you know, into the deep end or anything. But you know what? You're missing out on the best part of your life also. Okay? And so... You know, it's a long road. Your marriage, hopefully, it's a long road. Okay? But it's fun. You know, there, there are bumps. I, I can't say that I've always been happy with Yitoh or Gotoh, you know? But I, I am more happier. Uh, I'm more happy with her now than I've ever had. I am closer to her than I've ever had been, and I love her more than it's ever been. Um, and, and it's the willingness to go, you know, to listen, 
you know, to be humble enough to listen to your spouse and knowing, you know, that's the important thing is your relationship with your spouse, not whether you're right or wrong. And it's the same way, you know, to be willing to listen to God and realize it's not that moment, it's not whether it's good or bad, but it's more of how you're going to be as a person, you know, as a disciple of Christ. And it's eternity that you're looking at, not whether, you know, what your lunch is going to be or what your kid is going to be, okay? So it's not about losing yourself. It's you actually becoming more of who you should be. And, and the process is the long obedience in the same direction. Let's pray.